0: You are going to call 911. There's going to come a time when you're going to need to call 911. Do you know what to tell the dispatcher in order to get help to you? I'm going to tell you what to tell me, a veteran police dispatcher, in order to get the right resources, the right help to you as fast as possible. I'm Lisa Moore. I've been a police dispatcher for over 20 years. Welcome to Digitally Dispatched. Parents nowadays are obsessed with the back-to-school signage for their kids going into whatever grade they're going into. And they make these beautiful, colorful signs, and they put them in their new duds that they just bought for school, which is fine. But we want to make sure we protect our children, too. A simple sign that says little Ava is going into kindergarten this year is all you need. That's it. No more. Let's think about this. Your child holds up a sign and it has the child's name, what grade they're going into, what school they're going into, who their teacher is, and what their favorite thing to do is or what their favorite candy is. You have just handed out a complete profile of where your child is going to be five days a week from now until, what, Christmas? And then from Christmas all the way to the end of the year. That's scary, isn't it? And if that doesn't scare you, it should. Look, it's great to celebrate your children, and, and I'm all for it. But keep it simple and keep them safe. Let's talk about the bus stops. Not all kids have to ride the bus. Some parents take their kids to school every day, which is great. But for those kids who have to take the bus, you need to make sure that there is an adult nearby, whether it's you yourself or a trusted neighbor that's with their child at the bus stop to keep an eye on them. I know it sounds kind of like we're going overboard, but in today's world, or not. You want to make sure that that child is not being targeted while they're sitting waiting for a bus to come to pick them up because it happens. And what's scary is the people who prey upon our kids do it kind of in the shadows. They watch from a distance. They watch to see what habits the kids have or what habits the parents have. So keep your eyes on your kids until they get on that bus. Wave goodbye and let them go have a great day at school. Make sure, though, that you're there or a trusted adult is there to get them off the bus and bring them home. We, as the dispatchers, don't want to have to receive that call that y'all dread. Let's talk about the actual buses. Parents, if you have a child who is learning how to drive, has their learner's permit, just got a new driver's license. Yay, another milestone. That's great. However, you need to teach them the importance of what it means to drive close to behind or approaching a school bus. If those red lights are flashing, that means stop. It also means do not pass. And adult drivers, I've been around... uh, been around a long time. And I've been behind and approaching buses numerous times. I know what those lights are for. But as a new driver, kids might not really realize that, okay, I know I got to stop behind it. But do they realize they can't, if they're approaching a school bus, that they can't keep going when the bus is stopped with the lights on, you need to make sure that they understand why they can't do that. And it's to keep the children safe. Some kids actually have to get off the bus, walk around the front of the bus and cross the street. And if cars continue to to pass that bus on the other side somebody's going to get hit and that's not going to be good for anybody involved so make sure that they understand the etiquette that comes with driving behind around or approaching a school bus red lights mean stop there's a reason that arm flies out whenever they open the school bus door it's to keep you from passing to keep the children on the bus safe i understand and this goes for adult drivers as well as is Juvenile drivers understand we get in a hurry and we want to uh, get where we're going quickly. However, if you're in that big of a hurry during this time of day when the buses are out, try a different route. Try going around or plan your trip accordingly. Leave a little earlier. Maybe you'll be ahead of the buses instead of behind the buses. Because if something were to happen and you hit a school bus or God forbid you hit a child, You're going to be held responsible for assault with a deadly weapon or, God forbid, vehicular manslaughter. I know that sounds dark and scary, and it should, because the lives of our children are at risk when they get on and off the bus. Well, we've gotten our kids off to school safely. We've gotten them home from school safely. But now they're home and they want to go out and play. That's all great. Do you know what the curfew is for the city you live in? If you don't, I highly recommend you either jump on your city's website to see if it's on there or give them a call. Call the non-emergency line at your local police department and say, hey, I've got a kiddo that likes to be outside after dark, but I want to make sure that they don't break curfew. What is our curfew in our city? And they'll be more than happy to tell you. I know in my city, it is midnight where I used to work. It was 11 o'clock during the week. So it can vary city to city because it's an ordinance. It's a public ordinance that is held by the city. What happens if your child breaks curfew? Well, usually they're given a verbal warning to make their way back home. Or if they're up to no good, parents can get called to come out and pick up their children who are causing havoc and doing no good. (laughs) It doesn't happen too often, but it does happen. And we want to nip that in the bud. If they know what time they have to be home by, make sure they're home by that time. We don't get a whole lot of calls in reference to curfew. But when we do, it's usually things where the kids are ringing doorbells and running away and whatnot. And officers will go out and they'll usually give verbal warnings. However, there are some kids that don't learn their lesson by being told not to be out after curfew, and they become persistent offenders. And when that happens, they can end up getting tickets, not for themselves, but for their parents. And the parents will then have to deal with a citation from the city because their children weren't home where they should have been. And seriously, what parent wants to be awakened at 3 o'clock in the morning because their child is out running around the neighborhood? I can tell you, not many. And do you want to have to get out of bed at three o'clock in the morning and go pick up Johnny or Jimmy or Susie because they're running crazy in in the neighborhood? No, you don't. And to that, I just say, be a parent, know where your kids are, make sure they know what curfew is, and they know what the repercussions of breaking curfew can be. If it continues, it goes from the level of warnings to citations to juvenile hall. We want to make sure that the kids stay safe because it's not safe being out after curfew. That's why there is one. So pay attention to whatever your city's curfew limits are and follow them. And make sure your kids follow it too. While we're on the topic of curfew, let's talk about things that can happen when kids are out after curfew. One of the things we deal with on a regular basis is what we call car clotting. And what car clotting is, is basic vehicle tampering. That's the official term, I guess, is vehicle tampering. Car clotting is when more than one vehicle gets broken into in a neighborhood. A lot of times, especially with children or juveniles, they will shake the car doors and they'll, they'll go car to car to car and see whose car's unlocked. And if they happen to find that one that's unlocked, they're going to open up that car. They're going to go through the inside of the vehicle, see if there's any change, if there's any money, if there's any wallets, name it, they're going to take whatever it has some type of value to them out of the vehicle. We're not going to hear about it in dispatch until the next morning when you wake up and you go out and say, my car got broken into, to which I'm going to ask, was that vehicle locked or unlocked? And I'm telling you right now, more often than not, the vehicles are left unlocked. So they're not breaking into your cars. They're just opening the door and gaining access to your stuff. However, it's still a crime. You've still had items stolen from you. It still should be reported. And if you happen to see the activity going on, call immediately so we can catch the car clatters that are doing this. And it happens from kids as young as 13 years old being out after dark, being out after curfew that are just up to no good. It's not always juveniles. Now, don't, I don't want anybody to assume that it's just kids who are out after curfew that are doing this because all ages do it. It happens all the time, unfortunately. And this is why there's a huge push by most police departments, if not all of them, to lock it and stop it. If you lock up your vehicle, it's going to stop the people who are casually going by checking handles to not get into your vehicle. Another question we'll ask you if you call in and say, hey, my stuff was stolen out of my car. We'll ask, did they pop the lock on it? Which means they actually broke into your car. Did they break a window to get into your car? Then your vehicle has been compromised because it was locked up and somebody broke into it. So they're less likely to do that. They're more likely to just go into an unlocked car. And you're not going to believe this, but I'm telling you it's true. There have been reports that have come into my dispatch center that say, yeah, my wallet was stolen. My laptop was in there. My phone was in there. Name it. Expensive equipment has been left in vehicles and the vehicle has been left unlocked. It's just waiting for somebody to come and take it. Purses. Oh, my goodness. Purses have been snatched right out of a vehicle because the door's been left unlocked. Take your valuables inside your home with you if you're parking at home. If you have anything inside your vehicle that's of value and you're leaving your vehicle, uh, I would rather you not leave valuables inside your car if your car is left outside, but hide your things. Put them in the trunk so people can't see it. If they walk by your car, whether it's in a parking lot or on the street and they glance over and they see your purse sitting on the passenger seat, They're going to do their best to get in to get that purse because more than likely there's going to be credit cards and or cash in that purse. So don't set yourself up to be a victim. Protect yourself. Protect your property. Lock it to stop it. And since we're talking about locking it and stopping it, how many of you have valuable things in your house? Another reason to keep things locked up. There are people who still think we live in a certain time where you can just leave your doors unlocked and everything's going to be fine. And the neighbors might come over and walk on in and say, hey, and if you're expecting somebody, fine. However, don't forget to lock up at night. Don't forget to lock up when you're not home because your valuables are valuable. And if people can just walk into your house and take them, they're gonna. So again, don't set yourself up to be a victim. Protect yourself, protect your home, and protect those valuables. Lock it to stop it. I've got a couple of episodes dedicated to situational awareness. What is situational awareness? It's paying attention to everything that's going on around you. And it's important whether you're walking, driving, in a restaurant, out for whatever, pay attention to your surroundings, because that's going to keep yourself safe. And this is really important when you're, say, at a shopping mall, or even a big box store, because there's unsavory people everywhere. And they're looking for victims, they're looking to take advantage of a situation. So let's say you've been shopping at one of those big box stores or at a big mall, and you're heading out to your car with your spoils of the day. Pay attention to people who might be following you. Pay attention to people who might be watching you as you walk out. Just keep an eye around you. Be observant to what's going on. If something looks scary, call 911 if you have to. If somebody's following you, call the local police department on the non-emergency line saying, listen, I'm a little nervous about going out to my car because somebody's been following me through the store. Kind of like an officer to be on the parking lot when I go out to my car. They don't even have to follow you. They don't have to escort you from the door to your car. But having their presence might help deter somebody who's been following you through the store. And that way you're safe. Make sure you keep yourself safe. Look, there's a ton of stuff that we've discussed today. And I feel really great getting that information out there. But I know I haven't hit on everything. Are there any public service announcements that you can think of that maybe I can share. What have I missed? Go over to my website at digitallydispatch.com and fill out the quick web form and let me know what you're thinking. Sounds simple, doesn't it? It is. It's about collecting the information and putting it to work. Now, I'm off to go make some more episodes. I can't wait to hear from you. Together, We're gonna make better calls to 911. I'm Lisa, I'm a 911 dispatcher, and you have been digitally dispatched.